Welcome to the Field Rose Podcast. Well, I, sta- I started farming when I was a little baby, so... I left my wallet in the ocean. That 40 bucks is lost. I barely made it back to the shore. Oh, me Hello, everybody. And we're back with another exciting episode of the Field Rose Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Jordan Mathis. hey yo, How's it going today? Going pretty good. How about you? Pretty good. Can't complain. This episode is brought to you by... Field Rose YouTube channel. The most exciting and thrilling YouTube channel on the YouTube channel.com. Uh, you're right. You couldn't have said it better. It's it's captivating content. Yes. It's a uh, great audio quality. It's great one filming. Of the, it's absolutely stunning. I don't know who you pay to do your editing, but I tell you what, you must pay them good. The editing is superb. So if you guys are not familiar with the uh, YouTube channel Field Rose, search it or go to fieldrose.com. All the videos are there. Uh, one of the very few farmers showcasing peanuts and cotton. On, oh yeah, uh, in YouTube. the southeast of Florida. In the southeast. So. And if you can't tell, we really don't have a sponsor for this uh, this week's episode. So yeah, it's sponsored by Field Rose uh, YouTube. Is that where the check's going to come from? It, it is. It okay, is. Okay, sweet. And uh, Jordan's not cheap, guys. This co-host, no. he is pricey. To This man has a lot of stuff going on. I don't work for free. He doesn't work for free. He's right on the brink of peanut season. Oh, so yes. you're really about to get maxed out. So I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, you know, we've been putting one of these out about every two weeks. Yep. Um, so it's going to get a little little more complicated here because yeah. we're both about to get super busy. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, yeah, as I said, Jordan's not cheap. But I did get you a big Texas cinnamon roll. I love – you know, these things are really good if you put them in the microwave and heat them up for just a little bit. Whew, <laughs> you are I'll tell you what. It really – like without microwaving them, I would say they're, what, a good seven? Yeah, at, yeah. At a ten? Yeah. You microwave it, it's an easy ten. Oh, 100%. It completely changes the dynamic oh, it does. of the big Texas cinnamon Oh, 100%. Also, from Piggly Wiggly, I got you an ice-cold Mountain Yeller. Is it cold? It's ice-cold. Yeah, crack that thing open. I think it's a mix of a Mountain Dew and a Mellow Yellow. So, guys, for real, if you want to sponsor this podcast, we would love a sponsor. Um, We've got this broken down into some segments. You know, we got the uh, the Turbo Booster segment. We've got some three firsts, three worsts. Would you rather um, let us know, email us fieldrose at gmail.com and uh that would be very much appreciated well on the uh the guest today jordan you want to tell them who who the guest is our guest today is um my former roommate from college mitchell sheffield who works for staple cotton um me and him met at ABAC. we were he was my first roommate there on campus and then once we both graduated we actually rented a house together and we lived outside of tifton and uh tie georgia Yep. And uh, he still lives up there currently working for Staple. And then I, of course, moved back home um, a little over a year now. And uh, we stay in touch. He's been a really good friend to me. Yep. And actually, this is the second time Correct. that Mitchell has been on the show. Yes. He was on it back in November November of uh, 2020. Yep. And he's a cotton specialist for Staple Cotton. Exactly. Did you say that already? I, was kind of I said he worked for Staple Cotton. Yeah. I didn't listen he's, to the title. Well, uh, I, and the title might have changed, but I look hey, back he, before. Hey, hey. Mitchell's, Mitchell's a sharp guy. Sharp guy. Now he might be, I don't know, what's what's he, above a cotton specialist? He might be district manager. Who knows? Yeah. So we'll He be, might be the president of Staple Cotton now. We'll be interested to, to chat with him, kind of see uh, cotton uh, as people that know um, that deal with cotton, cotton's at a great par- price. 
fell off a little bit today. It's a dollar and one cent, which is still a lot better than it was last year. I think the highest it got up to was like a dollar thirty-two. Heck, it's better than what it was what two, three years ago when it was set like seventy something cent. Yeah, yeah. So looking pretty good. But uh, yeah, we're gonna call him maybe in about maybe ten or fifteen minutes, do a little chit chatting, and then uh, yeah, we'll hit him up and see what's going on. What'd you do today, Jordan? Mm. Run around like a chicken with its head cut off. Really? We've got uh, – so peanut season is not officially started yet, but I've got currently 10 loads um, that have come in the past few days. I've got one farmer that plowed up about 150 acres, and um, I've got those sitting underneath the dryer sheds currently. Uh, they should finish up drying today – tonight, um, actually – and then Monday, we will be grading peanuts. Okay, kicking off Monday. Yep. So we had a bunch of people start at the beginning of this week, all my temp help. Um, we're tying up all the loose ends at the new buying point. We should be fully operational in a certain aspect by Monday. Okay. So we're planning on grading Monday, and after that, it's going to be balls of the wall pretty much. I know several guys are plowing up before this big rain. It's supposed to come in this weekend. Something I've heard anywhere from like four to six inches of rain coming this weekend. Really? That much? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Why we know where it's coming from, what system it is. But uh, yeah, a lot of guys try and get some peanuts out the ground before it hits. Yep. We uh, plowed up in three different fields a day. Yeah. And none of them were ready. And they were already uh, 140 days old. Really? Yep. And every one we scratched uh, wasn't even close. Um, we pulled some samples, had them uh, tested up there at. Um, in Greenwood, yeah, IFAS, whatever you want to yep. call it, research center. Mm-hmm. Um, and they came back, I think maybe like uh, 14 days. Yeah. And then the, the scouts pulled some, some field they said was like three days off, but mm-hmm. from what we saw, yeah, we're still good. I don't know, maybe seven days away from, really? from plowing up. Yeah. We plowed up at uh Truman's, you know where that's at. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, two fields at Beavis. So, yeah, I know a few, um, I heard some guys say because of the heat, they thought this crop was going to get ready a lot earlier, but I didn't, um, I don't know. I still don't. I have my doubts a little bit. I think we had still right here at the end with all them cloudy days that really held back the crop to finish up some. So I think we still need a little bit more sunshine to finish this crop out and get it out the ground and to the buying point. Yep. Well, enough peanut talk. Let's let's talk cotton. This is going to be a cotton episode. Well, I was going to ask you what you did today. Okay. Well, well thanks for that. Um, what did I do today? Um, Nothing probably. Well, no. Yesterday, I know what we did yesterday. We got the shaker. Yeah, got that hooked up, got it dialed in, replaced two bent bars, um, new blades. I bet your, your dad new. likes that new shaker. KMC blades. Oh, loves it. Yep. Oh yeah. Yep. The uh, one he finally retired. The one that he bought in 1994. Nope, 1999. Not, excuse me, 1999. Yep. yep. So got a brand new one last year. Pretty much exactly the same machine since this one's hydraulic driven. Yep. Uh, they changed a little bit how you adjust your your main chains. Okay. But other than that, I mean, it's practically the same same yeah. machine. But as far as today, I'm completely drawn a blank. Oh, got some nitrogen going on some cotton. Sweet. At about 15 gallons per acre. There, Jeff. Finishing that out. Yep. Finishing it out. Um, took a muffler off of 8430. That's got a um, a hole in the top of oh. it. Get it fixed. Classic. And uh, plowed up the peanuts. Took Atlanta to cheerleading. Oh, yeah. Ate at Beepo Brady's. I used to cheerlead. Did you really? No. I did gymnastics. Gymnastics. <laughs> gymnastics. I did them flips and flops. I, I did them back flips and stuff. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's not a back flip. The proper name is a back tuck. That's what Atlan always says. I'm like, honey, it's, it's a back flip. I thought those were two different things. No, a back. I'm, I may be wrong, but a back tuck and a back flip is the same thing. Okay. Yep. I could never do a back flip. I could do a front flip. Same way. And I, can a car, do a front I can do a cartwheel. Oh, I can do a mean cartwheel. Yeah. I haven't done it in about 
two or three years, I'd probably hurt something. Yeah, we're trying to uh, get in shape, and uh, Atlan wrote me out a workout plan. Yeah, you trying to lose some weight? Trying to lose some weight, man. I just have no motivation. Like, none. I tell yeah. my, it's like every week in my head, I'm like, all right, this is the week. Monday, we're waking up at 530. We're going to go for a run. Yeah. And then it never happens. Well, see, I've heard uh, what they say to do is just don't set a date. Just do it right. Just do it. Just, yep. do it. Yep. Just, just do it. Just like, do it. Just do it. Just do it. And yeah, and then and we ate at Dairy Queen. and Oh, you know God. It is. It's so good. Oh, I love. Uh, I have a new Snickers brownie. I go to uh, Hardee's and get that milkshake. Sorry, milkshake there. Yeah, right. I'm a big fan. Uh, Burger King's got the best ice cream. Ice cream? Oh, oh no yeah. Doubt. They oh, got yeah. that Burger Oreo. King's, yeah, Burger King's got some good ice cream. Burger King, to me, gets a lot of, um, is not recognized as much. A lot of people don't like Burger King burgers. I like Burger King burgers. Yeah, I feel like Burger King, you're right. They're, they're, they definitely don't get the recognition that like no. McDonald's does. Yeah, and Are Hardee's you? is good, too. And people people doubt on Hardee's. Hardee's is good. Oh, har- the thick burgers changed the game for Hardee's. Oh yeah, think about that. Like everybody remembers when the thick burger happened. And I get that chick- like the man landing on the moon. Everybody remembers yeah. that. I get that grilled chicken sandwich every time I go to Hardee's. Man, that thing is good. Yeah, I always get uh, like the, the what is it number one? Just like the regular thick burger. Yeah, yeah. I don't want the too much beef. You don't want like the triple decker? No, no, no. It's just way too much. Uh, what's too much? I mean, anything over what like a third. Yeah. I think that's the thick burger. We're really getting off topic here. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about cotton. Cotton. Well, let, you know, let's talk about corn. Let's because, talk about corn. Um, this uh, TikTok has really blown up, and I'm sure you've heard this, but but check this out. Has, yeah. Does this sound familiar? Let me get this set up. I mean, I do like corn. What do you like yeah. about corn? It's corn. It's got the juice. It's got the juice. But why I bring this up is um, the TikTok that you put out. And you, you don't post very much on TikTok, but it's where you clap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but your clap was so, it, you were so off. Like you were oh, a good two seconds well, because off. Because I your, did it clap. over my truck audio. So there's a, that, there's a, a lag in that. So after I made the video and posted it, I watched it. And by the way, I have like, I have a TikTok channel, but I mean, it's just. I just do like a TikTok when I'm bored. They're, they're, yeah. they're stupid. There's no caption. There's no hashtags. It's just some stupid little TikTok. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I watched it afterwards and the clap for oh, a yeah. full solid like second. Oh, yeah. After. Yeah, I watched it. I was like, oh, cool. Jordan posted TikTok. Let's check this out. And no joke, you hear the clap and uh-huh. then you go, <laughs> how bad can you be that off? Yeah, so that's, that's really why I wanted to bring that up. All right, well, what else we got here? Um, did you know if you go to rockroosterfootwear.com, for this month, Jordan, you get an extra 15% off if you use the code FIELDROSE? I did not. I should try to get you a pair of Rock Rooster boots. Yeah, I want some. Dad loves his. No joke, I love mine. Wear them every single day. If they're more comfortable than these Twixes, Twisted Xs, I'll wear them. Twisted X? Never yeah. even heard of that. They're comfortable. Kind of like a rock they, band. They don't, but they don't last, in yeah. my opinion. Well, you should get some Rock Roosters, and if you do... Plan to get Rock Roosters? Go to rockroosterfootwear.com. Again, that's rockroosterfootwear.com and use the code FIELDROSE. FIELDROSE to save 15%, 15% for September. Sweet. Pretty good savings. Yeah, I agree so. Yep. All right. Well, I'm out, of, I'm out of stuff to talk about. Should we go ahead and call Michael or you want to, uh, or not Michael, Mitchell. Mitchell. Get his name. Mitchell. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm going to let you kind of lead the conversation. You know Mitchell better than I do. 
That's and we'll see where idea. it goes. But yeah, you, we can you do had that. you had notes and you didn't bring them. No, I left them at the office. I've got very little notes. Hey, this ep- hey, it's amazing this what? episode's happening right now. Yep. Um, but we're making it happen yeah, it, for the people. It, for the people. Yep. It's yeah, uh, it's eight, past eight my o'clock. bedtime actually. Yeah, it's getting close to mine. Um, couldn't couldn't get it done yesterday, and uh, but we're getting it done today. Yeah, that's all that matters. I said we go to break and then we call Mitchell. You want to do a, a quick break and then go a to quick Mitchell? commercial break? Well, we're only twelve minutes in, but we can do that. All right, guys. So listen to this quick commercial break, and we'll be right back with Mitchell Sheffield. Is it okay? Uh, hi, guys. If you're looking for some great deals on some chemicals, dog food, uh, feed, seed. And everything that you need, then check out MacArthur Company, located in Malone, Florida, right down there by the water tower. They've got batteries and so much more. Check them out. Stop the music. That's right. Don't forget about Jenny Lens, a one-of-a-kind women's boutique store inside of a feed store. I've never bet. I bet you've never seen that before because you've never been to Jenny Lens before. If you want the latest fashions and trends, then come on down, and we can get you settled. Jenny, Jenny Lands. I think we need to have Randy on the podcast one day. That is a great idea. We, sh- we should do that. Yeah, Randy did all those ad reads. That's when he was uh, getting into uh, promoting and all that stuff. That's when he had his promotion company that was short-lived. It was, yep. like, it was like randypromotions.com or something. I forget yeah. what it was. But, um, yeah, those need need a little work. But you know what doesn't need work? And that is the the deals you get at L. MacArthur Company. Oh, 100%. They've got so much dog food in stock right now. If you've got a dog and you live within 35 minutes of, of Malone, best Florida. Best deals in town. Best deals in town. They've got va- value pack, black gold, more value pack, you name it. Get your dog looking great. 100%. And if you want a nice dress for your for your lady friend, go hit up Jenny Lens. JennyLens.com. That's for Jenny herself. Yep. Yep. Uh, and, you know, they're L. MacArthur Company. They've got batteries. They've oh, got, yeah. you want some Roundup to spray around your garden? Screwdriver. Screwdriver. You Random wanna, plumbing. You want to pick up some, uh, some picks to spray your cotton, slow it oh, down yeah. a little bit? Yeah. They've got it all. Got uh, rakes, rakes, shovels, worms. I mean, we could do a whole podcast just on the items that you can buy at MacArthur Company. Yeah, hundred percent. With a, with a smile on their face. The corporation. Yep, that's not a corporation. What's that all about? Well, you always call your dad corporate. Corp corporate. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah. Yep, yep. I know. In my head, I was thinking like Walmart, like the corporation. You know, and I we're a Bring small. Down the man. We're a small town. Family owned. Family owned. United States of America. Two generations. Two generations. Yep, you're right. All right, guys. Well, let's get Mitchell Sheffield on the phone. We're going to call him up and pick his brain. Let's say, Jordan, I'm going to let you lead the conversation. Then I'll jump in and uh, and I'll start. I got the number here, I believe. And here we go. Why is that picture of him on there? You see it? Yeah, that's his contact. Is that what it is? Okay. That's weird. Jordan is eating his Texas. Hello? Hey. Hi. This is Mitchell. This is Mitchell. How you go? How's it going, Mitchell? It's going good. Yeah. Welcome to the Phil Rose Podcast, Mitchell. How's it going? It's it's going good. Uh your voice sounds a lot better than Jordan's voice. That's because he had a uh <laughs> I just got done eating a cinnamon roll. <laughs> Yeah, can y'all hear me good? Yeah, we hear you. We hear pretty good. Yeah, what you up to? I just got home. I've been in uh, 
south of Florida, um, around that area. You didn't come by and see and, us while you're down here? Well, we really had to get some paperwork signed uh, by some folks, so we didn't have time to stop. Uh, but I just got home. I ate a plate of spaghetti. Oh, and nice. uh, yeah, it was really good. And then I was looking at my nephew. I'm trying to help him with his homework, and it's like adding and subtracting negative numbers and converting de- fractions to decimals. So lots of fun. You got a calculator? Just use it. Yeah, You'll be good. Just use calculator. Well, that that's the thing. I can get him the right answer, but it's like, how do you get it? Uh, you figure that out. Mm, yeah, yeah. always got to sh- show your work. Yep, yep that's yep. right. Show right. your work. All, All right. right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd get all right. So we'll start off um, for the people we you, you've been on here before, but we've probably have new listeners who don't know anything about you. Uh, Mitchell, why don't you start off and just tell us a little bit about yourself, where you grew up, school, how you made your way to Staple Cotton? Okay, so yeah, it's been a while. I haven't been on this podcast, but like they said, my name is Mitchell Sheffield. Uh, I currently work for Staple Cotton, but I grew up. Not far from uh, from the home of the Phil Rose podcast in Donaldsonville, Georgia, and uh, I went to Seminole County for school, and then I went to ABAC, Abraham Baldwin Agricultural College, where I actually met Jordan. We we're roommates, and um, got a degree in crop and soil science. Started working in the produce sales industry uh, for. Uh, a little while, and then I got a job with Staple Cotton, and, and now I've been there two years this August. Something that's really cool to talk about um, is actually, uh, I remember you did an internship um, in Washington, D.C., and Staple actually promoted that internship, right? That's right. So I interned in Washington, D.C. in 2018. Uh, I spent like five months in, in D.C. I lived there. Oh, nice. And Staple Cotton paid, you know, paid, I think, a $5,000 scholarship, which covered um, my housing uh, and, and probably actually a little bit extra while I was up there. So it was kind of full circle when I got a job for Staple Cotton. Yeah, that's right. Because, I mean, at the time, he had no plans of working for Staple Cotton then. It just right. happened to small world okay so you got the scholarship and that's what kind of led to the job with staple right? well you know it it wasn't it didn't necessarily lead to the job but it was when we when we started the interview process for the job it was a, a cool link back you know like hey this kid was you know our, our intern and now he's interviewing for a job with us so kind of already had your foot in the door that's right that's right Cool. Uh, Mitchell, you said you, you met Jordan at a school in ABAC. Now, I picture it like when you met Jordan, did you like come to like the cafeteria and there Jordan is kind of like sitting by himself <laughs> and, and like all, you know, and you felt sorry for him and that's how the friendship began? Or like, how did you, did you have any idea who Jordan was? Or is like, oh, you're my roommate. Let's, uh, we kind of have to become friends now. Um. Yeah, pretty much. He was like a sad kid. No. I figured. No, we were, <laughs> I was actually, this, it was my first semester. I was a, a CA, is what they called it. it. It's an RA at any other college. and I, So uh, I was the resident assistant or whatever. Um, I was I was the boss, I guess, of the dorms. And I had random roommates, and Jordan was one of my random roommates. Um, 
And, you know, actually at first we probably didn't hang out very much. But I think as time went on, we, we uh, I don't know, just had a lot in common and slowly started hanging out more and more. And then we, you know, became best friends, really. Yeah. Uh, we had we had two other blossomed. roommates. Blossom. We had two other roommates. Uh, one, I couldn't tell you his name. He he probably was in that room three or four times. I feel like. I don't and think he the other one, Yeah, I don't think so. The other one, I couldn't tell you his name either, but I know he had a girlfriend, <laughs> uh, and we called her Destiny's Child. That was not her name. Her name was Destiny. Beyonce. Um. <laughs> uh, Destiny, and and she had a pet ferret. Yes, I do remember that. Oh, that's nice. You remember the time like they ferrets. cleaned fish in the sink? Clean fish in our dorm room. Those scales all over yeah, the car. Yeah, they literally oh, wow. like some brim. Like they caught some brim in the pond at the school. Right, and they literally cleaned fish in the dorm. It, it smelled like fish in that room for two weeks. Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Imagine that would yeah, be I awkward to, to have to, you know. You're at a place, you never met somebody, and it's like, oh, you're going to be living with this guy for this yep. semester for how long? Like, you're really rolling the dice. Like, is this guy going to be a creeper, or, or is he actually going to be a good guy? So, have to say, you lucked up with Jordan, because Jordan's yeah. a pretty good guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I, I'm glad it worked out the way it did, because, yeah, like I said, Jordan and I became really good friends, and turns out we probably lived 20 minutes from each other for a long time and never even knew it. Yep. All right. Well, last time we had you on the show, Mitchell, you were a cotton specialist. Are you still a cotton specialist, or we got a different title now? No, I'm I'm still a cotton specialist. You know, I think as you work at Staple Cotton, you get numbers like cotton specialist one or cotton specialist two. But mm-hmm. I still don't have a number, so I, I guess I'm still just a cotton specialist. <laughs> um, I, you know, some people have been working there forty years, and they're still a cotton specialist two or something. So I, I guess it. You got to work 20 years to get a, a number behind your name. Right. It's like a black belt, the ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Would Stan McMichael be the black belt of Staple Cotton or no? He's, he is, he's the black belt, you know, however many stripes on the black belt, he's the top notch. <laughs> nice. So what exactly is a cot specialist? So like, what, what do you do uh, on a, on a day-to-day basis? So a cotton specialist for Staple Cotton. Oh, and I, I wrote this down. I took some notes. I was going to say this. The views and opinions of this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Staple Cop. I just thought I might just say that, you know. That's probably why. Yeah, just a, dis, just a disclaimer this there. Is a disclaimer. This, is, this is Mitchell talking. These are your but, opinions. Uh, <laughs> These are not the opinions of Staple Cop. You want to reiterate that fact. That's right. That's right. I wrote that down and uh, – Kind of funny, but I was like, "Yeah, I'll just say this." Well, you're covered now. Podcast. Yeah, yeah, you're going. It's yeah, like, it's so like when good. you say, "With all due respect," you can yeah. say anything at that point and oh, yeah. not be That's disrespectful. Right. That's right. That's right. In the humblest right. way. Mm-hmm. So, a cotton specialist at Staple Cotton, really, you're kind of a you are the salesman for Staple Cotton. You're the the person that the farmer knows and meets. Uh, you you solicit Staple Cotton to the farmers promote it you know you're trying to promote and sell our program and then if you've promoted it and you've sold it to a farmer probably our biggest job and what we do the most is service those accounts so you know day to day i'm making sure you know we've got your farm numbers right we've got the correct planted cotton acres you know i've got 
a good uh, idea of how your crop's doing. Mm-hmm. If you need some information for your tax return, you know, whatever that may be, I'm there. I'm the person who's going to call and make sure that you have everything you need and you're taken care of. That That's really our main job, I guess. Solicit, sell, even though those are kind of the same, uh, and service the accounts, really. All right. Tell us a little bit about staple cotton before we get too far in it. What What is staple okay. cotton? Yeah. So for anybody that knows, staple cotton is a, a farmer-owned cotton marketing. It's a cooperative. Um, you know, as a member, you buy into staple cotton, basically. Uh, and we, you, your cotton is turned over to a, into a pool and we market, you know, two to three million bales annually, uh, as one big farm essentially. And we just try and take some of the risk out of marketing cotton and having a big pool, you can spread the cotton sales out, um, across the, you know, fiscal year more. And uh, just mitigate some of the risk and, our, you know, what we say is we're not trying to hit home runs with marketing. You know, we're conservative and we try and give a, an above average price to our farmers. And if you think about it, you know, if you market it on your own in five years, you did really bad. In five years, you did good. You know, you got an average price, and but you were probably stressed out. And, you know, if you're a simple cotton. You know, we're just trying to hit that above average price every year so that farmers can just focus on getting a good yield and we can try and focus on getting them a, a good price for their cotton. Well said. Yeah, I can't speak for all farmers, but I know for myself, I don't pay attention to the stock market. I don't get that part of economics. Like it's never interest to me. So like staple cotton, by far, best option. Um and, and and even with with my father I think he's he's been with staple since uh geez pretty much I don't know late 90s and uh I mean right. just like you said he said he tried it a couple years on his own you know it did pretty good and then a bunch of years didn't do good at all and it's like finally hey man let's let the guys that that handle this stuff all day long d- deal with it right and it, it, it's not I don't think that you go to staple cotton headquarters in Mississippi and you look on the wall and there's a magic formula I really don't I think it's like you said, there's, you've got guys that are, they're dedicated to watching the market, mm-hmm. you know, trying to add value to your cotton in any way possible. Um, and you know, their, their main goal is to make as much money as possible for the farmer. And you know, that's their only job. And they're watching that, you know, as a farmer, it's like, I'm, I'm an accountant, I'm a mechanic, you know, I'm an agronomist. I'm, I'm watching the stock market and it, it just becomes hard. And, uh, you know, that's, kind of our, where we have our little role at yep. and I think we've done a good job and we you know we market uh, about 30% of the cotton in Georgia 33 or so and then in Florida you know we have probably even a bigger market share so like in your area we we there's not many guys down there that aren't in Staple there are some but you know we do a lot of business in, uh, in Florida and, and most of the cotton in Florida is growing out there where you're at. So. That's right. Have, have you guys seen a huge uh, increase in people joining Staples since there is such a high, uh, uh, the, the price of cotton is higher or it kind of has it went the other way. People are like, Hey man, I'm jumping on this, this game myself since, since the price is so high. Uh, you know, I don't think 
we've had a huge, like we haven't added a whole lot of people. I would say that there's customers we've had in the past who we probably signed up every year with no cotton acres and they decided to grow a little cotton this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's a little bit more cotton this year. Um, just trying corn is a high input crop and cotton is not as high. So I think people planted maybe a little more cotton this year as opposed to last year, the year before. Oh yeah. But peanuts are king and we know we are cotton guys in peanut country. So, uh, peanuts rule the world and, you know, we're, we're the redheaded stepchild kind of. Well, you, we in the peanut capital world right here. Jordan's rubbing his hands. Oh right yeah. He's, all, he's got I, his American he, he, peanut growers shirt on. Oh yeah. I'm all peanuts. He, he's happy. He's happy about oh, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I locked in a little bit this year at a dollar oh five, which was really good at the time. I've, I don't think I've ever contracted cotton that high. I oh, know I haven't. And then it went up to like a dollar thirty two, but now it's yeah, down to it, what, what, what one oh one today. So yeah, close. I think one oh one today. In mm-hmm. fact, let's see. Uh, I bet the market is about to open if it hadn't opened already. The, the market trades from you know like nine. Um, let's see if it's trading yet. Yeah, it is. You know, for it, at nine, basically, and that's Eastern time, nine Eastern until like two twenty, so nine p.m. to two twenty p.m. the next day. Does that make sense? Oh, um, my bad. Jill's over here pushing buttons. Is that is got like a chicken over there? I know, right? Is is that? I guess. So, what market is that? Is that the Market in China or something? It's called cotton. No. Yeah, it's the cotton market, Jordan. Good uh, It is the, it's on the International Commodity Exchange, um, ICE Futures. If that's kind of what you look up, the ICE Futures. And yeah, I, I do think it is a factor of China, basically, is why that market opens like right now. Because mm-hmm. um, they're, they're starting know, their day right now. now. Yeah, they're like waking up, mm-hmm. eating their breakfast, and all, and we're going to bed. But the top market's up a little bit right now, so that's good. I, you know, the market's been tricky, and I think at one hundred five, you did really good, Jim. I, I try to tell people, you know, if you're going to price cotton, you got to in your head, you know, decide. All right, this is a good price, and if it gets to that, and you lock it in, you know, it, there's always potential it's going to keep going up. But you got to be kind of, you got to be satisfied somewhere, uh, or else you're just going to think the whole time, bang, I should have waited, should have waited. Yep. That's you right. Gotta, it, it can you, go the other. Go ahead, Jordan. You, I mean, you've got to make sure you lock it in where you can make money and pay pay what you put into the crop and then also make enough money where it's worth time. As long as you're doing right. that, I mean, I feel like that's. That's the goal. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're no, no one's farming to become rich. You're not. You're not. Gonna, right. You're not going to become a multi-millionaire. Which, contrary to popular belief, farmers are not multi-millionaires. You look in the checking accounts. Most farmers, there's not a million dollars in cash money sitting in that check account. Now they might have a million dollars in assets, but that's not cash money. And trust no, me, and- a lot of that equipment they're making payments on. So I mean, it's it's uh, you've got you you're they're doing it because they have a passion for farming, they have a passion for the land or what they do. Um, it, they're they're not in it to make money, right? Yeah, I think farmers. I mean, yeah. If you look at a 
their transactions, a lot of money passes through their hands, but how much money they keep at the end of the day, you know, it's not a lot. Spend a lot of money to to make some money. Yep. That's right. You you spent, yeah, oh man, that farmer just made a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that farmer spent a lot of money in the spring getting ready to plant that crop and fertilize it and all that. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where these high prices help out, especially with the inputs being high now. Uh, did some quick math earlier and say at a dollar cotton, if you make a really good yield, three bale, 1,500 pounds, so that's $1,500 per acre. And let's say on the low end, you got $500 an acre. I mean, you're making $1,000 per acre. But I believe you're going to have more than, than 500 an acre in it, you know? Yeah, I think this year you're, you're close to seven, 800 or so per acre probably yeah if you really you sharpened know, your pencil and accounted for every little detail yeah, yeah. it would probably be like you know, are, fuel, you ser- are you serious it's cost me this much money to grow an acre of cotton this doesn't right. really pan out fuel, as good as i thought it did no no and, and you know that's why i hope prices go back up because you know a dollar cotton a year ago or two years ago yeah that i mean that sounds really good oh yeah but a dollar cotton today you know this it didn't as I heard a, a farmer say, this ain't your daddy's dollar. You know, I mean, That's inflation, right. those things yeah. have, have really taken a toll. And, and we, you know, mm-hmm. you need that dollar fifteen, dollar twenty. Yeah, that's why it's so important to make those great yields. You know, two bell cotton right. doesn't really cut it now. No. You, you, you need some good, you know, 1,300-pound, 1,500-pound cotton. Exactly. Or I feel that, that you know. My farm does. Yeah. Maybe somebody else has it figured right. out. But yeah, if you guys want some more information about it, uh, just check out staplecotton.com. And it's, uh, it's spelled a little funky. It's S T A P L C O T N.com. So that's right. Who, whose idea was it to spell staple cotton? <laughs> I mean, I got to, I got to imagine you working there like, hey, just go to staple.com. And they're, but it's spelled this way, you know? Yeah. No, and our emails are spelled that way too. So mm-hmm. you give somebody your email at staplecotton.com and they're like, but let me tell you how to spell it. Yeah, it's got to be I aggravating. Think the reason, I think the reason it, it is like that is because the name is like the official name, Staple Cotton, Staple Cotton Cooperative Association. And mm. so they just Trump that or something I don't know or maybe somebody had already used the name yeah on, on a marketing I'm side of thing it was it was a terrible decision <laughs> <laughs> and there goes I, our staple I, sponsorship <laughs> I'm, I'm sure uh staple cotton before internet and they decided this would be a good name All right and now they're thinking like oh, yeah. gosh the internet does not like this yeah because I even know with field rows you would think you know pretty common field rows but when I tell people, they're like, oh, rose, like, like R-O-S-E, like the flower, like, like no, no, oh. like, like rose, you know, like R-O-W-S, rose. Like row in a boat. Yep. Yeah, I bet. I'm, sh- I'm sure people are not, yeah. People struggle with spelling. Oh, yeah. And sp- I do, too, sometimes. No, especially me. Samples. Um, yeah, I, I struggle, struggle. I, I was going to say, you know, I, I know y'all are leading this podcast, but I thought it was cool this it was the 4th of July. I was in Perry, Georgia, and uh, I was talking to a guy, and he said, hey, Mitchell, like, these guys on TikTok, like, you need to watch him. You, I know you'd love him. I'm like, okay, yeah, who, you know, who is it? He's like, hold on, let me find him. Let me find him. He's like, you know, hold on, I can't find it, but he goes by Randy. I know he goes by Randy. I'm like, 
You're talking about Phil Rose. Nice. He's like, he pulls you up your TikTok, and he's like, yeah, I love this guy. Like, I watch him all the time. I'm like, I'm like uh, yeah. I used to, like, his his cousin was my roommate just a few months ago. So, uh, <laughs> it's pretty cool with, uh, how how popular you've gotten, really. Yeah, well, it's not me. That's um, my twin brother. Yeah. So. R- Randy's the cool one. Yeah. Right. Well, it's all housed there, around there. You know? It's all under one umbrella. Yeah. If, the umbrella if somebody think, if somebody thinks, you know, it's not your twin brother, they need to find the TikTok. It's uh, it's the one that gives the evidence that you, you know, it's your twin brother, and, and they'll they'll know them. Yeah, yeah. It's the two of them sitting by each other. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the one on one interview, yeah. same room. Yeah, how can you deny that? Hey, speaking right. of TikTok, have you seen Jordan's latest TikTok? I so do, do know, a favor. No you, need, you need you need to uh, you need to check it out. I've seen his a few of his TikToks. Yes, I, I don't know if I've seen the latest one, but I I was anticipating this uh, this podcast. I looked last night at your brother's TikTok, mm-hmm. and um, I saw George's TikTok too, and I, it was a good laugh with, yeah. with the clapping and how, how off the timing was. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. yeah, terrible. He, I'm telling you, he he. He in the past he has had a TikTok go viral. I mean, he had like women all over the country trying to. Oh you know, yeah, they hit me up on that. Was my old TikTok? Really? The, pe- the pe- yeah, the peanut. Oh, so you man. don't you got? Rid I of that deleted one? that one a while like a while back, and then I made a new one. Just too many girls hit. It you was up? I had too much fame. I couldn't really like, couldn't I, handle it. I go to Walmart and people just tackle me. Recognize you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's wild. Yeah, that's right. He did. He got he got famous on there. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move into our first segment, uh, Mitchell. This is uh, the Turbo Booster presented by Rock Rooster uh, Boots, and you can go to rockroosterfootwear.com and use the code FIELDROSE to save 15%. Great, great boots. So, uh, Mitchell, we might have done this segment last time you were on the show, but these are just quick questions and just answer them as fast as you can, all right? Okay. Here we go. Turbo Booster. All right, so I'll read one, and then uh, Jordan's going to read one. All right, so uh, staples or nails? Nails. I'm sorry, I can't read all the way from over there. Uh, Delta pine <laughs> or virgin oak? Ooh, Delta pine. D- do you get that joke, though? Uh, m- maybe. <laughs> like Delta pine cotton, virgin oak, so it would be virgin airlines, Delta airlines. And instead of pine trees, it's oak trees. Uh, I got that's, it. I was pretty I proud of it. that one. <laughs> that, that was pretty good. <laughs> you get it? Did you get it? Now? Yeah. I, you didn't get it earlier. I did. Okay. Yeah. All right, my bad. All right. Um, ABAC or ACDC? Uh-oh, are you still there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah I got you. ABAC. All right. China or Japan? Uh-oh, what's happening? Mitchell. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you. We're having some audio, can, audio problems. Okay, well, I'm going to go with Japan on that one. Japan, okay. Uh, Jordan or Charles? Jordan. Taco Bell or Moe's? Taco Bell all the way. Justin Bieber or Justin Timberlake? Justin Bieber. <laughs> Lake or beach? 
think I'm a lake guy. Go with the lake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Round rolls or conventional modules? Conventional modules. All right. He's old school. Spindles or doffers? Spindles. Defoliant or deodorant? Gonna have to go with the deodorant on that one. Good call. Stink bugs or white flies? White flies. Snails or bales? Bales. All right. That was the Turbo Booster presented by RockRoosterFootwear.com. Turbo Booster. Okay. Now we're going to answer. Hey, would you go shut the door real quick? The, yeah, the kid is coming. Round in. up his wild youngins. <laughs> uh, we've got a um, a listener question, Mitchell. If you want to answer it, I posted okay. a, posted a story on Instagram. Uh, kind of late. Oh, I think we might have another one. Let's see. Let me pull it up here. All right, and this is from Griggs Farm TN, and they want to know about the uh, sustainable cotton trust protocol. Uh, okay. what's the plan to, to market that? If you could, if you could talk about that and kind of what that whole deal is about. Yeah. So I, I actually wrote down three things that I wanted to, you know, if we got the chance to talk about and number three is sustainability, us cotton trust protocol. So I'm glad somebody asked. Um, so us cotton trust protocol, let me, let me first say that, you know, markets are changing. If you go to the grocery store, you see a big push, and, and it's a lot of it is just a marketing thing. Uh, but you see, like organic or non-GMO. Well, in the same sense, that has affected the cotton industry, and you know, these brands and retailers they want to be able to put on their tag like this cotton was sustainably grown, or this cotton was. I know a buzzword is regenerative you know, practices or, or those things. But oh, there's a lot of programs out there um, that promote sustainability. And the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol is the National Cotton Council. So an American group uh, came up with this idea to, instead of us using sustainability programs from other countries like there's one better cotton. That is one. Um, you know, some of these different seed companies or chemical companies, like there's an E3. There's just, there's several out there, but the the National Cotton Council came up with an idea. Let's have our own sustainability program. And, you know, really all that they want to do through that is show what the farmers are already doing uh, and give them some, some benchmarks like, hey, this is what the people around you are doing. Like, maybe you can improve in this area. You know, they're not telling you to improve, but, you know, if you've decided, hey, maybe I should cut back on something, or maybe I should use some water, uh, some soil moisture sensors so that I know when to water and don't waste water. You know, whatever that may be, we just really wanted to put the ball in our own court. So, U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol, it's a... uh, you know, it's free for a farmer to sign up for it. Uh, you, you know, you just search U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol. You can join. And a lot, you know, the problem was in the beginning, we had hundreds of brands and retailers sign up for it. And they have to, they have to pay to be a member. 
but we had very few farmers. So, you know, it's been, we pushed it a lot. I don't know if you care if I say this, but, uh, you know, Jim is a member of U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol. Um, you know, we've helped him sign up. Actually, he's a protocol pioneer. He's been a member for, uh, he was one of the first 750 to sign up. So, uh, he, he helped pave the way for everybody else, I guess you could say. Trendsetter. But it really just is kind of documenting what you do. And then it's putting all that information into an aggregate form. So, you know, there's no, you can't find any information that says MacArthur Farms does this. You know, you can only see their farm as a whole with the other farms in that area. And it's, you know, proven that the U.S. cotton is sustainable and it's always been sustainable, but it's just a way of documenting it. And then it also has verification steps, which, you know, any sustainability program that has credit has to have verification. So it has, you know, you can be subject to an audit or I shouldn't say audit. That, that has a, a yeah, negative. Don't, don't say you say audits. You can be subject to a verification where I'm out. somebody comes and says, okay, like you say you don't you use cover crop. Okay, yeah, I see some cover crops on the farm. Or you say you use a strip, you do strip till or minimal till. Oh, yeah, I like your strip till. You know, those sort of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's only a small percent that will be subject to a verification. So, you know, what? Okay, and the, the other part, I know I'm talking too long, but to, to try and why, what's the point of this is, you know, to make U.S. cotton more marketable, I think this program gives us a little leg up where, you know, our cotton may be worth a little bit more than cotton from uh, Brazil or cotton from uh, India or somewhere else where they can't prove all these things. And, and we're already doing it in the U.S. That's right. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you a quick, short, fast story that happened, and this is kind of what set all this in motion. There's a province in China. It's called the Xinjiang. Xinjiang province. It's where 20% of the cotton from the whole, the whole world, 20% of the world's cotton is grown there. And they were selling cotton that they were saying was sustainable, you know, and, and somebody Mitchell, found out to, to clarify when they're saying like, Hey, yeah. this cotton is sustainable. They're saying like, it's coming from this location. Well, they're saying it was grown using, uh, like you these know, some conservation practices. It was grown using, you know, hired labor, not, not slave labor. You know, mm-hmm. you're treating your employees ethically. You're, you know, you're being a steward of the land, really, and then you're treating your employees right. That's kind of the main, po- the high point. Well, in China, in this part of China, which is 80% of the China, the cotton in China, they were using slave labor, but they were, they had, they had already been verified that they were not doing that and, the, and they were. So it got, it's a huge push now to check those things. And, you know, N- Nike, and Adidas and Levi's doesn't want 60 minutes showing up to their corporate headquarters one day saying, hey, you know that cotton you were buying from, you know, North Georgia or South Alabama? Yeah. Well, there was 
slave labor growing that cotton. You know, they don't want that. Mm-hmm. So this is a way to check that, which, you know, we good thing the U.S. is way ahead of other countries and we're doing things right already. So this it's just a good way to document it. The ball's in our court with the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol. Really, if I could say anything, it would be we got to have more people in it. The more people we have in it, the more the more powerful it is and the more marketable the cotton is going to be from the U.S. Cotton Trust Protocol. And i tell you this, uh, it's not going to be forever and it's not going to be a lot of money, but those guys who signed up for it in the past years, they're going to get a little bit of money maybe on a per bell basis for signing up for it. So, you know, Jim, I, I, Jim you wouldn't say it was – it didn't. It wasn't so hard. It just made you cry and didn't want to do it, was it? No. I mean, I, I feel Jordan could have do it. It was so <laughs> – <sorry. Right. laughs> Yeah, it, so it's so easy Jordan could do it. Yeah, And yeah. Jim's going to get paid a little bit of money for doing it, and it was definitely probably worth his time to the little money he's going to get. So oh, 100%. Yeah. V- very simple. I mean, if you've got any knowledge with a computer, I mean, and I'm sure Stan helped me with it. He walked me through it. I think the first year you might've, you know, walked me through it, but, uh, yeah, you know, very simple. And like you said, I think, uh, everything now is, um, everybody's wanting a, an American made product. They're wanting something, uh, more natural, organic, yes. you know, let me, uh, more a healthier option. And I think the more that we can prove that this was grown in America, I think people relate to that better. Oh yeah, and right. I mean it's smart. It's smart that the um, cotton. Um, oh dang it! What's it called? The headquarters, cotton headquarters, National Cotton Council. Yeah, National Cotton Council. I mean, it's smart that they said, "Hey, before they make us do this, something like this, mm-hmm. we're going to go ahead and grab the ball and we're going to do it ourselves, and then we it. can set our parameters of how we want to mm-hmm. do it and not be told how to do it." You're, you said it better than I. So that what you what Jordan just said—that's the takeaway. Yeah, you want, we didn't want to be told how to do it. Exactly. We wanted to make it ourselves. We make, you make it yourselves. You go ahead and put the effort out there and say, "Hey, this is how we're growing cotton in the states. We're using um, advanced technology. We're using better genetics, um, better chemicals." Because everyone, I, organic farming is great and all, but you look at most organic. You try to plant 120 acres of organic cotton and tell me how it works out. Um, you're not going to make, you're, you're not going to make any money. I don't, I don't care what you say, unless you have slaves out there pulling the weeds. Um, but you, you're or, not going to, are you, are paying, yeah, are you got, and you got, um, you're paying someone, um, $5 an hour to go pull it. I mean, you're not paying them a living wage. So it's smart for us to go out there and say, Hey, these are the practices we're doing and this is how we're able to produce the yields we produce. I mean, I'd say a lot, tell a lot of people this about peanuts. Um, we're in the peanut capital of the world, but actually the United States doesn't grow the most peanuts in the world. I mean, when you look mm-hmm. at places like South America, I believe it's South America grows, or no, or is it India? It's, it's probably like Brazil or yeah. India or somebody. Um, but the reason, yeah, they grow a lot more, but you look at their acres and their yield per acre, it doesn't compare to ours. Well, we're producing on an average three to four tons an acre. They're doing maybe a ton to two tons an acre. Who is it? China? China. Yep. China. 47 million metric tons in 2020. Yeah. But if you look at how many acres they planted and you figured up how much they produced, they're probably only yielding a ton to two tons an acre. Mm-hmm. And also, they're not growing as high quality of product as we are. I mean, we're growing a top quality peanut here that's yielding great and was grown with good practices, good genetics, smarter chemicals. Um, 
I mean, and that's why people buy our products because right. it's be- it's it's healthier, it's better, and that's why I mean, United States leads the world in ag as far as technology. I mean, you go to another country. I mean, you've seen videos of people in India and China, the technology they're using. It's what we were using 30, 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. They're in open cab stations. You, you'll I, We showed this video in one of our safety trainings um, for like uh, for spray and safety and stuff. And there's a dude walking through a field with a backpack sprayer with a gas motor on the back, and that's how he's spraying the field. Well, we're riding in a closed cab tractor that has a purifying system, so the person working there doesn't have to get um, exposed with chemicals. Right. Sorry, I went on a little rant there for a minute. No, I, well said. I, well, <laughs> preach it, brother. Preach it. And, and a little plug for, for Jordan and the peanut. Um, the peanut industry didn't want to be left behind either, and, and there actually is a peanut protocol. Um, and if you are a member of the Cotton Trust Protocol, on your profile, there'll be a link you can click, and it kind of will carry over some of your data from the peanut protocol, so you don't have to do it multiple times. So, uh, if you're interested in that, it's something to check out. I haven't logged into, I haven't seen the peanut protocol, you know, from a grower's platform side. I haven't logged into one, um, but I'm sure it's pretty user friendly. And I, I guess, in essence, the peanut industry is going the same direction where they can sustainability and they have a little program to show that all right all good things all right mitchell you got anything else you want to touch on before we uh let you go um well look i got i got this little sticky note read let's hear it i like like a good sticky note what color is it it's got it's yellow (laughs) nice i figured you'd say pink um it's got some fun facts some random info about cotton and so the what it says is it says one bale of cotton of clean lint can make 200 pair of blue jeans or 1200 t-shirts so that was a fun fact how many pairs of underwear it depends what size you know it, <laughs> some people is, need is more it for little john or big others. mama <laughs> hey on a, on a personal note you guys wearing the boxer briefs or like what what do you wear i'm a i'm a boxer briefs oh yeah all those yeah so you're not I'm doing a, boxers I'm a anymore. Brief. no no i'm not i'm 10. a brief yeah i'm a brief guy look now you got to do the boxer boxer briefs that's that's where it's at yeah pair of thieves you gotta have some support you know mm-hmm. yeah everybody yeah. needs some support yeah Regular boxers are, are so uncomfortable. Oh, they always terrible. bunch up. Yeah, I hate. I hate yeah. them. Yeah, that was that's high school. I don't know. Hey, oh my season. god, there's a cat in here. Hey, that's there, Luna. Jordan, there's some boxers. They're uh, what are they called? They're they're really nice. You talking about the Saks brand? Saks. Oh yeah. man, I love my Saks, but God, they're so expensive. But man, they're so comfortable. Demera, this is kind of awkward, but Demera's dad got me a pair of boxers that have like a ball sack, like hammock. <laughs> <laughs> it it does nothing. Like no, it's, it's yeah, such the, a gimmick. Yeah, the, the, it is the, such a gimmick. The little the little hammock thing. They're, yeah. they're about useless. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm a yeah. Brief. Some, we're 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 on boxer briefs. Never said. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, boxer briefs. You know, we're to that to that point. But no, look, I did have one thing I want to say. I wanted to say thank you for having me on here. Uh, you know, I, I'm really 
I, it's, I'm, it's an honor that you asked me because I think you're doing the great things with Field Rose and the podcast and the YouTube channel and your uh, brother Randy's doing great on TikTok. So thank you for letting me be on here. You know, I hope this continues to grow. I, I, you really are just the 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 YouTube channel you have is very informative. I think a lot of people don't know about ag, and and you're showing ag, and it's like you're showing a real, like you're not trying to make it seem all cool. You're just showing every part of it, you know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I think that's what uh, Kiki said when he was showing the lightning strike in the cotton field. But so you know, I think you're informed. It's entertaining, you know, and I hope that you continue to have success because I've enjoyed watching everything on all platforms. So follow, like, subscribe uh, to Field Rose and keep doing what you're doing. Keep it between the Field Rose. Thanks. 100%. And that's thanks for the kind words. Talking like that's that's what we have to do in ag. We have to teach people what ag is. There's, it's out. It's it's crazy how many people believe that food that shows up in grocery stores. Yeah, they don't realize all the work that had to go in to get that food there, from the farmer growing it to the truckers hauling it to the sellers selling it. I mean, to storage and everything else. It the food just doesn't show up, and they people can scream, um, "I'm gonna grow my own garden. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that." Yeah, that's great, but you, you don't even know how to do it. Mm-hmm. And we'll be happy to teach you, but a lot of people just they they look at farmers and they see oh they're just they're rich they pollute the world, I mean they ha- they have to care about what they're doing they have to, you have to care about the land I mean if you don't take care of the land the land won't take care of you it's just like with cattle if a rancher's not taking care of his cows well they're not going to take care of him they're not going to produce right. quality beef they're not going to produce top quality milk um, now that we have our bad ones yeah there, there's farmers out there that don't do right. They 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 they. I'll say they're polluting the world. They're not taking care of their animals, but a majority of them, especially in the states, care about what they're doing. They care about the crops. They care about the land, and they care about their employees. I mean, ag is a huge employer around the globe. People just they just have no idea. And what we have to do, people like me, Jim, you, Mitchell, and everyone else that works in ag, we have to promote ag, and we have to educate people because our school systems have failed us there. They, the school systems have, have, in my opinion, have failed um, educating um, children about ag and what ag really is. Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a big big uh, dis- disconnect. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right, and I think you're all doing a great job. And there's lots of people that are seeing your content that wouldn't normally know those things. And, and I think, you know, some other YouTube channels are not, as entertaining. Uh, so you're drawing people in with the entertainment and they're just dropping that little knowledge in their head at the same time. So I think you're doing a great job. And I'm glad you picked up, I guess, your co-host of your podcast, uh, Jordan. I think he's, he's not too bad himself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it adds a little more character to the podcast besides just me here. That's right. Hey, before you leave, Mitchell, I want you to read that first line you read off when we first started the podcast again. Yeah, and so once again, I'd just like to say that, and if I talk fast, I can say it real fast, but I can't, like on the commercial, but the views and opinions of this podcast do not necessarily reflect those of Staple Cotton. (laughs) Very well said.
All, all uh, We're going bases add, are covered. I want to add that with like APG. a disclaimer. The views and opinions are, um, presented by Jordan Mathis do not represent the views and opinions of American Peanut Growers mm-hmm. Group in Donaldsonville, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I heard, I heard Jordan, Jordan say this on the podcast. Jordan said we're a bunch uh-huh. of idiots up here. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mitchell, right. we're going to let you go. But, yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to uh, come on the show, and hopefully we all have a good good harvest season, everything goes well, and uh, hope all is good your way. Yeah, no, I, I hope hope it all goes well for you all. I know you all start peanuts pretty soon, and cotton will follow, and I uh, hope, hope we can all – I think we've got a great cotton crop, and peanuts look good too. We just got to get them, get them to, the, to the store, basically. That's right. Yep. All right, all buddy. Right. Well, thank well, y'all. Thank y'all for having me on. Oh yeah, anytime. We'll see you. Bye. All right, bye. All right, guys. Well, I forgot to ask Mitchell the "Would you rather" question, so I called Mitchell back, and we're going to ask him the question real quick. So, are you ready, Mitchell? I'm ready. All right. So this is the "Would you rather" question presented by Yankum Ropes. If you guys are in the market for a good snatch rope, check them out. Yankum.com. Use the code Field Rose and save you a little bit of money. Would you rather do this or that? I'm not doing any of it. Okay. So, Mitchell, the would you rather question is you've got to do either one. Is would you rather, um, like we discussed, uh, staple cotton. It's kind of spelled a little bit different. It's not spelled how you would imagine it would be spelled. Um, So, for a full year, you have to spell staple like you would think you'd spell staple. Um, And they would correct you. You Hey, Mitchell, it's, it's not spelled this way. Um, but every email you sent, you would have to misspell it S T A P L E, um, for a whole year. And they're telling, you know, you know, Mitchell, Mitchell, this is, this is not how you spell it. And you just have to like, Oh, I'm so sorry. I I forgot, but you just keep making the same mistake for a whole year. (laughs) So there's that, or you have to take a stapler and you have to, to place it on your forehead. And then with the palm of your hand, just hit it as hard as you can. And you have to do that twice. So you do it once. Take a little bit of a break, and you have to do it again. So, what Whoa. would you rather do? You you aren't kidding. That is a good one. Mm-hmm. Well, a lot to take in here. <laughs> I know. You know. Yeah, <laughs> we, we stumped. What you. a challenging question. I, I think I would have to pick. I would have to pick. The stapler to the head twice. Yeah. Once with a little break and then again. And although that sounds awful, um, getting corrected, you know, multiple times a day. That's right. <laughs> every day for a year. Uh, that would that would be terrible. Yeah. I mean, you In could fact, potentially lose, lose your job, job over it. Exactly. That's <laughs> yeah. what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I probably would lose my job because it's like at first, you know, like a week. Yeah. He, he he's autocorrect, but you know after that it's like okay, man, you don't get the point. Spell it right. Spe- you know? <laughs> Do you not know how to spell? Are you not comprehending? <laughs> yeah, it's like, did you not read my last email? Exactly. Okay. That's the I figured you you would pick that one for that reason, <laughs> for the risk of actually losing your job. Losing my job. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly right. Uh, and I'm a little OCD, so I feel like if I'm spelling it wrong. Over and over again, that would drive me insane. So yeah, well, cool. Good that was deal. good. You put a lot of thought into that. That was a good. Uh, would you rather? For yeah, sure. yeah. It, it kind of just hit me in the middle of the night. I said, "Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, that's that's a good <laughs> one." So, how'd you think that went? 
Went pretty good. Yeah, hopefully we people didn't get like, like an AC in here. Bit. I get to sweat, and you're here. getting. I'm getting a little some what did, hot flashes. What did you eat for supper? Um, that, uh, oh, that cinnamon roll cinnamon and roll? some crackers. Well, you, you ate it during like a 30 second commercial break, so <laughs> no wonder. But yeah, we, we we can we can turn the air down. <laughs> All right, guys and girls, appreciate you listening to this podcast. We're gonna wrap it up. Um, like I said, we've been cranking one out every two weeks, so I'm not sure when we'll get another one done. Uh, things are getting getting a little more busier on the farm and life and all that. So we'll, we'll try to get another one knocked out. Another I might two have weeks. to just call in. Yeah. On the nothing next else. We'll do a remote. It's so much, so much better. In person. I know it is. You can feed off each yeah. other. It and is. it's better to have a guest yes. in studio. Yes. So, and I would love if this things, which I hope it does continues to grow. Um, is to have a video portion of this, oh, yeah. you know, and it would be simpler to do to sit up a camera mm-hmm. and, uh, kind of, kind of get that, that aspect as well. So you can kind of learn the characters and all that good stuff. Or not. Uh, anyway, we are characters. We are characters. But uh, anywho, uh, write us an email, fieldrose at gmail.com. If you're interested in sponsoring the show, check out uh, Fieldrose YouTube, fieldrose.com. And until next time, keep it in the Fieldrose. We'll see you guys. Bye.